All right. Welcome to Serious Series of Utmost Importance, the series. I'm Neil. And I'm Tom. And today we're talking about... Stormlight Archive. Uh, it's a, it is a fantasy series by the acclaimed and prolific author Brandon Sanderson, a notable geek and Mormon, um, also pudgy white guy. Yeah. You know what's interesting is uh, I thought religion um, wouldn't I, I didn't think he would take his approach that he had to religion in the series because I thought from everything I read about him before that he was uh, supposed to be pretty like devout but the a lot of the series is questioning is the main character questioning his religion I think yeah actually that was one thing that I really liked about it too and um yeah, he is, like, super religious, but um, I guess, like, you're talking about Kaladin? I, I, I'm talking more about Dalinar, I guess. Dalinar, right. Yeah, and um, was, I don't think yeah. Kaladin was super religious, was he? No, he's not. No, you're right. Um, but Dalinar and also, like, Jasna is, like, a hardcore yeah. atheist. And, like, That's true. he definitely, like, seems to take her point of view with, like, a lot of respect and, like, develops it in a way that, like... I think like a lot of atheists like actually appreciate. Um, so it's obviously true. he's like really good at like writing, um, writing about like writing from perspectives that are like totally different from his own perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, I, I remember like with like George R. R. Martin, where like he also writes from different points of view of people, mm-hmm. some people really liked uh, how he was able to like write for women. Um, George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah. Did he write for women? I don't, I don't well, know. I, no, but I like write from the point of view of, of like a woman in his books. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Sanderson did a good job with Shalon. Yeah. Yeah, and um, no, but I really do like. Um, the like religious topics of it. I, even though he like doesn't, it's like not all like from his devout point of view, religion definitely is like one of the, probably the biggest centerpieces of, or like it's always in the background Yeah, of stuff in this. And there's a lot of different religions in the, in Roshar. Right. right. I always call it a Rosher, but I think you're definitely right. I think I'm right. Cause, uh, <laughs> And I guess this is important. I listened mostly, I read the books mostly by listening to the audiobooks. And Tom. Uh, I was like all text. So yeah. I was, I was barely any text, I think, for the most part. Whoa, really? Yeah. And I feel like I probably missed out on a lot of stuff because. Um, Would you have text... to like double back on stuff? And like Not listen really. again if you weren't focused? No. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't focused for sure. Right. But I get it. Actually, forced me to slow my pace down, my reading pace, and I think that actually uh, made made a lot of the stuff stick with me more. Hmm. And it took me a really, really long time to get through all of them. Yeah, I started last December, and I finished last week. There were some other books in between, but right. And I wasn't listening very consistently, but yeah, they are freaking tomes of books too. They are. So he writes each one as a trilogy. He said. 
Oh yeah, exactly. Each each individual book is right. uh, structured as its own trilogy, so it feels complete at the end. Yeah, and I like. I mean, the cool thing is, well, he's obviously really good at like writing climaxes that are just like ridiculous, and it's like, how is he gonna outdo it? How is he gonna outdo the last one? Because it was so crazy. In Northbringer. Yeah, like the, I guess the second part climax was pretty freaking awesome in like in the capital city oh oh in Kolinar. yeah oh yeah i i didn't think that the ending um in what was in what was the city thalina thalinar yeah thalin city yeah i didn't think that one was as good as the part in Kolinar. honestly it was like a little too much <laughs> it yeah like... it reminded me in my head of like uh, an Avengers movie or something. Yeah, totally. No, that's that's actually a pretty good comparison because there were like twelve, there were like five chapters or something mm-hmm. where every page was like a different uh, person doing some crazy. Yeah, it drive. really. That part was the only part so far that really felt to me that it would be improved by seeing it in a visual medium. Right. Actually. That touches on something I was going to bring up. All right, go ahead. Um, so it's like visual media. Um, first of all, I do know that they were like developing a virtual reality video game. Yeah, they did. Um, um, I, I but forget, it was like very limited. It was kind of just to, I think it was kind of just to show. It was a proof of concept, yeah. Of, um, of uh, Scott. What is it called? Sky? It's clearly been a long time since I've read these series, but um, like all types of of surge. uh, Surge binding. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Um, uh, it's called The Way of Kings Escape the Shattered Plains. Right. So you fight Parshendi. You fight Parshendi. You fight. um, I think you just like throw rocks at them or something. um, You fight the giant. Chasm fiends, right? Chasm fiends. That's the word. the, The things with the chrysalis. Yeah, which is like. I don't know how you can fight those guys. I don't know. You'd need a shard blade, basically. Um, I think, so from what I remember reading about the VR experience is they did it as a proof of concept to see what the world would sort of look like in a visual media. And they were hoping that would get interest from a movie studio or or a TV studio or something. And that would be cool. I really want to see these as, uh, as a series I don't know, movies of a, of like a Game of Thrones style show. Right. In terms of budget, I mean. But uh, that you run into the problem that Game of Thrones ran into, which is there's only three books out of a plan 10 done right yeah. now. Even and though he moves fast. He does, but he writes a lot of other stuff. One, you know, one book per year to keep pace with TV. Yeah, he said it was probably going to take probably one book every three years is like the fastest it could possibly come out. Yeah. I saw the next one would be in 2020. Oh, that's actually sooner than I thought it would be. Yeah. Probably end of 2020. So that'd be about three years. Yeah. And I think that's realistic or a a reasonable expectation for books this long. Yeah, for sure. Especially considering he's also publishing, he'll probably publish like three or four books. in between. Yeah. It's crazy. And he said the series probably won't be done for about 20 years. Yeah, because there's 10 total, right? Yeah, yeah. 
and it's going to take a long time. I think it's going to take a long time between the fifth and the sixth. Yeah, there's supposed to be he a has narrative to develop break. a whole. He basically has to redevelop the arc because I think it'll be different characters. Mm-hmm. He at said, least, like for the most part. Yeah, he said it's gonna. There's sort of going to be one story told in the first five books, and then it, it, that's I guess sort of going to be the background of the next five books. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if it'll be like, you know, I mean, it'll be farther ahead in time, obviously, but I wonder how far ahead. Well, he did something similar with his Mistborn series. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so the first three books um, happen. I don't know. Have you read Mistborn? No. You should. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a totally different, like, I know it's the same universe, yeah. technically, but it's a different world for sure. It's a different planet. Yeah. With different with a different magic system. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but he there's a narrative way that all these connect. But anyways, so he has three Mistborn books, and then there's another trilogy set after that. Um, I don't know how long, because I never actually finished the third Mistborn book. Right. But it's set 300 years later. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like totally different characters. Yeah. And I think they have two other trilogies planned for that same universe. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, reminds me a little bit of Star Wars in terms of plan. Yeah. But at least this guy, at least it's one guy who's like talented and not just like a studio writing. Do you think it's just him? I think so. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I don't you're know. right. I'm just curious. How can one person be that prolific? I don't know. And like, I guess. So I've never read Mistborn or anything else, but how different do you think, like the themes are, or I guess mainly the themes um, between like Stormlight Archive and like Mistborn? Because you know, if you if you're writing these series in parallel, which in parallel especially it's kind of strange that you'd be exploring different themes because authors can explore different themes, but usually it's like from the point of view of the author as like a young man or woman. And then when they're older, they have a different point of view on life. And so the themes are very different, but these are all like taking place at the same time. So yeah. Theme wise, it's honestly, it's been a few years since I read the first two Mistborn books. I'm not entirely sure what I would say the theme is. And I don't know, I never thought of them as, as books that really had themes, honestly, when I was mm-hmm. initially reading them. They were just, um, a friend recommended me that I should read Mistborn because it was like a fun read. And I was like, yeah. all right. And then I did, and the, uh, it was fun. I don't know if I thought about it in terms of having a message, but I mean, every book right. does. What would you say the message of the Stormlight books are? Uh, I think it's different for, <laughs> I mean, actually... I guess the the main message um, is the the words of um, what you call it, radiant. Yeah, you know, like journey before destination, exactly. which is kind of cheesy, but like it's a it's a good I mean, message. Maybe not cheesy, but a little like cliche or trite or something. But I yeah. mean, they are true, and so like I think it's a good. I think those are like the central message and like 
you know, you can kind of branch out from the that central like tenant of the book. Yeah. Where they like are more specific for each character. Yeah. How they each have to tackle parts of that. Well, it's nice that each major character is is a different variety of Night Radiant, right? Because they all right. technically have their own series of words. Yeah, are, exactly. That's something I actually was confused about. Everyone has the same first words. Yes. And then there's different words right, depending on the subspecialty. Yeah. And like, so I guess you get different powers, right? But you're also, you have like, each order has like different values. Yeah. Um, and there's an so entire the order that's villains. About uh, defending, protecting other people. Um, Dalinar is all about, you know, leading, being a, a leader, basically. Um, yeah. And what's Shalon? Shalon's... Lightweaver. Yeah, I don't remember what her... What are her words? Oh, her words are... They're about, like, truth and lies, right? Yeah. I That was really interesting. I remember... Um, I think Shalon's arc in the third book actually was more interesting than her entire arc in the second book. You think so? Yeah, because it was she, about... she was she was uh, the se- in the second book she was remembering her past right like trauma, but I guess she never really did anything to deal with it. And then in the third yeah. book she was just breaking down the entire time, and then I guess sort of fixed herself by the end. Yeah, that's true, um, and it did get pretty pretty crazy for her like it definitely seemed like she had like come to terms with some things Mm -hmm. like by the end of third book like even in between and like during the third book but like they definitely were not resolved um but her i guess her her thing is about truth right to herself would that be her for sure and then would you call lift a major character or no um, I think she's probably going to be more major. She annoys me. Me too. She's like, I don't know. Is she, is she supposed to be like 10 years old or something? Well, actually, she's supposed to be a lot older than that. Because of the thing with the Night Watcher? Exactly. But they haven't explained exactly what that was. Yet, no, right? I think they've, I think she, I don't know if it's just been hinted at. If it has, it's been kind of heavy-handed, but I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, that she might have I think, said it. I think she might have said at some point she was she, her deal with the Night Watcher was she wasn't supposed to get older, right? But then she is. Yeah, no, she's really annoying. Um, she was better in Oathbringer than in uh, the Nevada. Edge Dancer. You yeah. think so? Yeah, they toned he toned, toned her down a little bit. I think it's also because you had her in smaller doses too. Yeah. Um, um, one other thing I wanted to touch on. So book one was Kaladin. Book two right. is Shallan. Book three is Dalinar. Book four is going to be Seth, right? Actually, I just looked this up. It's it's not? Book five is Seth. So who's book four? Ishonai. Or whatever. Ishonai? Yeah. I thought she died. <laughs> she did. Oh my god. Okay, so her and her sister... Yeah, Venley. And Ven- yeah, Venley. But um, I don't know. I could maybe she could like come back, right? 
if like those freaking old ghost void bringers can come back and like inhabit the bodies of um, there's there's so much i don't understand about these books they there's so much that confuses me that would require like a big it the most confusing was like in the first book i remember and being like what is he i don't even understand what is happening like I understand this guy Kaladin is super depressed. Yeah. But like what a, what are we getting towards here? I have no idea what's happening. The first book like, was it took like it 500 was, pages to be like I think I can kind of see where it's going but still not. Yeah. Really. I it's hard to recommend the series because you really have to power through. It's really really long. You sort of have to be willing to invest 5 yeah. 600 pages before it starts to pay. But it does pay off for sure. It does. The but end of book is, one was crazy. It was great. And then the end of book two, that was the, the end of book two was my favorite. What happens at the end of book two? All the Parshendi get turned. And oh, then, yeah. And there's that giant fight on the Shattered Plains. And then they discover your Ethereum. That was cool. Yeah. I, I don't think book three's ending topped that. No. I liked, I liked book ones too. Um, yeah. I just thought it was, it wasn't as cool, but like, yeah, no, it was still really, really good. It was good. Like I remember I couldn't put that entire section down. I yeah. just finished it all in like one day. Freaking Sadius. Yeah. So wait, let's go back to you think it's gonna be Esh and I and Venley in book four? That, that's what I had heard. Um just looking at this right here. So focus on Esh and I, her flashback narrative, right? Hmm. And then Venley focus in the present. That's what it says. Oh my god, the audiobook was 55 hours. It took a long time. Uh, um, yeah, but no. Th- yeah, I'm looking this up right now, and I think it seems like you're right. Yeah, I, according to Wikipedia, uh, that's what I found. Oh, and there's supposed to be a one to two year time gap between the end of book three and the beginning of book four. Oh, really? Um, hmm. I was really excited when I thought it was going to be Seth's because Seth I love as a character yeah I think there's a lot to learn I really want to hear more about like how he basically became like the slave yeah that he is um, and it, it is really interesting because like his whole thing was like he he was resigned to the fact that he was a slave because he was wrong right Mm -hmm. um like his people were like no you're wrong you have to be a slave now which i don't really understand why but (laughs) all the backstories of all the major characters have been super interesting they hint them just enough right that you think you know what's going on and for the most part i think you're probably able to piece things together from all the hints but it's still nice to see the flashbacks i didn't think i was gonna like shallan's flashbacks i thought in book two i thought they were gonna be boring right it took it took a turn it it wasn't what i expected it was gonna be yeah i didn't know she had pattern from that young in age i know that's crazy that's cool dalinar's flashbacks did they surprise you or no they didn't no they didn't really surprise me i mean as far as like what happened but they were still really interesting to like see how it happened and just see like how like bad shape he was in basically and 
Yeah. Everything was horrible. I thought... I, I, I feel like I knew that he killed his wife. Right. I didn't know how it was going to go down. Yeah. And I also... Um, and I guess this isn't so much flashbacks. Uh, it was probably more of a present tense thing. But I didn't know the thrill was going to be one of the unmade. Oh, yeah. That was, I thought, really cool. Because it was just like some... It just felt like some like emotion. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, it's just like I don't know, adrenaline or something, right?" On the I thought it was some. It felt like something that was just like a background thing in this world. Like, like oh, everywhere, the, the, the plants yes. are rocks. Okay, sure. Exactly. All right, people get this feeling when they're fighting. Okay. Yeah, yeah the thrill. So the, so again, I'm sorry, I forget. But did. They like defeated. He defeated the thrill, right? And the he captured the, the thrill in oh yeah in in that jewel, the right. the king's jewel thing. Yeah, that was really cool. Which reminds me of another thing I wanted to talk about. All the side characters that have those interlude chapters, uh-huh. they're all really interesting for the most part. They are interesting, um, and sometimes they end up being more major characters. Like Lyft started as a side character in one of those yeah and also that that girl who jumped off of the turtle she came yeah that's right yeah that's what reminded me she was in book three and she was was, a few yeah she was guarding um she jumped off the turtle in book two right and then in book three she was guarding that jewel when the um the fused came and captured it and um she's paralyzed and there's a dragon or something it's it's, what is like this little it looks like it's supposed to be a dragon i think yeah but it can like basically suck the surge binding out of you right yeah like permanently disable you in that way really i that's what i think didn't somebody used it um and it might have been in in uh, the novella in edge dancers yeah or maybe i'm just like thinking that there was that creepy old man who was made up of kremlings Oh yeah, what the hell was he? <laughs> that was freaky. There's so much stuff like that in these books that because the main plot is so long and so dense and so much to follow on its own, there's all these side things that I confuse me at the time and yeah. I'm just like, oh, that'll be explained later and then and, I just forget about them. Well, and I think that they will be explained. Like like you're saying, some of the interludes are used for like characters will come back, but most of them are just like, are not. They're kind of like foreshadowing of events or what's going on that will play out yeah teravangian he was an interlude guy and he's pretty major i think he is i really don't like that guy i don't like him either but i'm also really confused by him and um i guess i don't understand it he's supposed to have like a genius level intellect some days yeah i get i get that part i don't understand basically why he I mean, I don't understand how he made the diagram. I don't understand. Is that just supposed to be him being super smart that day? I guess so. That doesn't make sense to me. I feel like there's something else going on there. It's like, if you, if you're really smart, you need to learn the stuff, right? Like if you're, if you're a genius, but like came out of the jungle, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to learn like quantum physics, (laughs) like and write on like bamboo leaves or, or whatever. Um, but whatever, I'm willing to like, believe in that, but yeah, I don't know. 
I, I, I just don't like that guy. He's he's kind of got like that Thanos thing where he's trying to be good guy, utilitarian. Yeah. But, yeah. Which also makes me wonder, like, is... So, so far, no major characters have died, right? Besides, I would say, besides, like, um, the king. And he's not even that major. Yeah, he, he, his death would set the series off. Uh, I don't know. No, but oh, the, oh, you mean Elicar? Yeah. Oh, God. That was so brutal. Yeah, I didn't even really like him, but I felt really bad. Yeah, he was just he was about to become, to like, a better he, character. He was, finally, he was about to like, say the words. Him. Yeah, that was brutal. That was real. Hmm. But I and even Jasmine didn't really die. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when I was reading the book two, and I think you had already finished book three at that point. I texted you when Jasna died or appeared to die, and I was like, "Whoa, I can't believe they killed Jasna or Yasna. I don't know Jasna. I think." Yeah. And you were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that happened." <laughs> Yeah, Which sorry. I guess at the time should have should have clued me in that it probably wasn't permanent, but I guess I just thought that it was like so long ago, it just didn't really affect yeah, the plot anymore. Exactly. It was amb- ambiguous enough. I um I thought it was a little cheap that she didn't die, but I guess there must be a purpose for why she's still around. Well, she's the new queen, right? Oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I did too until just now. um i want uh, i want more people to start reading these books but yeah me too again it's just really hard to recommend them and the first book the first three chapters each are like there's the prologue to the entire stormlight archives with cool which is cool but i don't understand i still don't understand what happened there um i don't understand. understand all right can you explain it to me? Yeah, it was one. It was like one of the battles where the Voidmares came out again, right? And or it was like the right desolations. The des- It was one. It was right after the last desolation. Okay. And let's see. How does it work? Like once, once they win, once the heralds win, mm-hmm. they need to go into hell, basically, and like guard the spirits of the <laughs> of the void bringers right okay and like and I, I guess they're like fighting in there apparently it's pretty bad yeah um, it's like torture why... endless torture yeah i get that yeah. part and and so and this time they refused to go back to hell except for except one person for one because guy. he died during the battle yes so and who was that one person it was Talnel or Taln. And he's, remember, he's the crazy guy who, the, who Wit finds, like, wandering around and then is in the, is in the jail in, um, where is that? Is it, it's in. It's in the Shattered Plains. Yeah. But, so he was the herald who died on the battlefield yes. at the beginning. And now he's How did like he come crazy. back to life? He came back because. When? The Voidbringers were released, I think. Oh, so it's, it, they get brought back to the world to whenever fight. the Voidbringers are released. Right. Okay. And, okay, I get that then. And, uh, and what happened to him? He died, right? I think he did die. Um, like, a fu- that was who Moash killed at the very, very end? Oh, yeah. 
I hate that guy. Moash? Yeah. It's messed up. Ah. Also, let's see. I just, Jezrian. I just learned his name is Moash and not Mosh. Did, were you saying Mosh the whole <laughs> yeah. time? Like yeah, they, they say it. They say it as Moash in the audiobooks. Uh, I'm honestly this, that, surprised I got like half the names right. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of um, Harry Potter, how everyone thought it was Hermione. Oh, yeah. I got made fun of in third grade because I called her like Harmony or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a complex name. It is for complex. Children. <laughs> Let's see. I, I think he killed Jezrian. Oh, you're right. Who is Jezrian? He's like, he's. Um, he's actually one of the main heralds. He's like the herald that I think a lot of people worship. Um, I mean, they worship all of them, right? But uh, okay. So he killed him. Yeah. Oh God. Let's see. I think he's like the main herald of Alethkar. Could be wrong. So then who is the herald who died in the beginning battle? The crazy guy. That what tall, happened to tall him? Enough. What happened to him? Um is he still I don't know if he's still alive. Let me see. So he was crazy, right? And mm-hmm. um Amaram tried to you know get I guess get his shard or something. The honor blade. Yeah. Uh, trying to see here. Oh, I don't know what happened to him. So he might have just he's he might just still be around. I guess so. But so Moash is trying to... They're, they're trying to kill all of the heralds, right? I guess. And um, he's with the Voidbringers trying to kill them. Moash, yeah. Who is the guy in charge of the Skybreakers? Was he a herald? Yes. He's... Um, yeah, what's his name? Is, is he the only herald who's also a Radiant? He's... No, I think they all are. Actually, no. Because they have the honor blades, right? And that's how they... Yeah. So that I think you're right about that. He mentioned that. He was the only one who swore the words. Okay, it's Nail. Yeah, Nail. And so they were secretly always around. around. All the heralds or only the skybreakers? Sky. Only the skybreakers. And all the other heralds besides the they were just, at the beginning. They like laid low. They had a, they had had enough. Okay. And so they didn't do that anymore. But yeah, this guy. I actually kind of like him. Yeah, except he's, he's aligning also, with the with the Parshendi. Is he really? Yeah, that's what happened at the end of book three. Uh, he uh, Nail is telling Seth. He's saying, um, "You can." Bond to or like swear your oath to whoever you want, and um, but I'm gonna go with the Parshendi. That's right. And then that's why Seth chooses Salinar, and then oh man, I can't wait for the next book. 
Yeah, I guess in 2020. Uh, better than Winds of Winter. Your Winds of Winter is never, coming, never out. coming out. And uh, I think you just got to accept that. Oh, yeah, I have. I'm totally... It's never gonna happen. Luckily, the uh, show is going to come to an end next year, so we'll actually know what the hell happens. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not... I never get excited uh, for that, but... I, I probably will, just to see what yeah. happens. But I think I'm going to rewatch Game of Thrones. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> there's, better, there's better things. <laughs> maybe I'll reread Stormlight Archive. Yeah. That might be crazier. I would reread the third one. I'm going to reread them all at some point, um, just because there's so much that I missed. Yeah, for sure. But when, it, but I, I'm also going to read Warbreaker because. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to know what the hell is up with the sword. I want to know sure. what the hell is up with Azure. And I want to know um, what is up with the sword training guy. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He, has all those he is cool. But, and apparently he's one of the main characters in Warbreaker. Oh, really? Yeah. How the heck do they get him? And that, that she, that's who um, Azure is hunting. Really? Yeah. She's hunting that guy? Yeah. Oh. How do you know that? Right? So, Reddit. Oh. Whoa. Okay. This is the only book series that is complex enough for me to need external sources to understand what is happening. Yeah, it's true. Interesting. And so... And I guess I got to finish Mistborn also. Wit is in all of these, right? Yeah, Wit is one of... He's in every book, I think. And what what his deal is will be explained eventually. Yeah. But he's involved in like the major plot of the Cosmere series. He, I think he was present when in the backstory of the series, there's the God, they're like the real God. And then something, he gets shattered or something. And then there's these 10 different shards that go around and they form the basis of magic in all the different sub series. So like Donald Asian or something. Yeah. So the, so honor, odium and um, cultivation are three, are three of the shards. Whoa. And then another one is the guy who makes magic happen in the Mistborn series. And then I, I don't know enough of the details. Okay, it's really, so really in, confusing. In, how do you say it? Roshar? Roshar, yeah. So basically there's three different types of magic, which are surge binding, um, the, the Voidbringer magic, and then like cultivation magic, which... The old oh, magic. I guess. Yeah, I never. Right. Yeah, I guess I never thought it's of different. that. But yeah, you're right. I never thought that the fact that there were three gods there meant that there were yeah. three different magic systems in the books. But yeah, you're right. Damn. And so cultivation's magic is just we've only seen it. Basically, only she has it and can. And and the night watcher is uh, cultivation. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I guess surge binding and stuff is honor, and yeah. then. Whatever the Voidbringers do is Odium. So Honor is definitely dead, right? Yes. And Honor is also different from that old king guy. Stormfather. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's different. Well, he's just what was up with Oh, he was a guy who was bonded to... No? Was he bonded to Stormfather? No. no. He wasn't, no. He's just a wise dude. Yeah, Dalinar is the first guy who ever bonded okay. to Stormfather. And Stormfather is like some shadow of honor which makes sense i don't understand it 
it's it's really complicated and i i don't understand it either um and i think a lot of these books is you have to just like go with uh you just have to go with it except that half of it is about the journey and don't try to understand everything especially in one read because you're not going to get it that's true i i I don't get it one day i will i think yeah but i it's going to require a lot more reading i've i have one question about going back to like the tv series Mm -hmm. do you think it would be doable because well there's a few reasons one just like from a budgetary point of view Mm-hmm. It takes place in a whole different. The world looks totally different. Um, yeah, I think that I think an animated series, probably like a high quality animated so series. Yeah. Okay, then that would solve my other question, which is like today. So I, I would I would classify this as not as almost like almost young adulty, in a way. I would I wouldn't necessarily. But do you know what I mean? Like it's not. You're right. And I, I think that's kind of because I've basically just read A Song of Ice and Fire, which like is very mature <laughs> okay, themes. Yeah. And so that that's like tainted my point of view of like fantasy. Yes, I agree. It's definitely less gritty than that. And but that's where a lot of T V shows are. So I guess an animated you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Would, where would where's the space for a TV show like that. If it's animated, then that makes sense. I guess, yeah. Uh, that's probably the way it'll... Unless by the time these books are done in 20 years, they can just CGI the hell out <laughs> of it. And it could be. It could be. I mean, they. did you think there would ever be a live-action Avatar series that would do justice to the show itself? No. Well, they're making a live-action Avatar series for Netflix now. Wait, what? With the original creators. <laughs> the Last oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? With the original creators involved. What? So they're just pretending the M. Night Shyamalan movie never happened. Oh my gosh. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, but I think that sort of world is also it, yeah. uh, a very unique world right. that was best depicted in animation, and I'm well, curious how they're going to do that. Okay, so then it's probably doable. Yeah. So my second Eventually. thing is, are they going to bring in like Asian actors because apparently all these characters are Asian except for like Seth who's like well not just Seth there's also Seth like Seth is like the weird white looking guy yeah he looks like one punch man yeah he does that's how I always picture him yeah me too uh, he uh there I didn't know they were all supposed to be Asian yeah so apparently they're like a mix of like Asian and like Pacific, uh, Pacific Islander I was just trying to eat a hockey stick, but I realized the chewing would record. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyways. Yes. Sounds pretty good. This episode sponsored by Pocky Sticks. <laughs> Pumpkin spice lattes. I'm a basic white girl. He said pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else you wanted to get to in this episode? Not really. Just maybe the last thing is very not that interesting, but who is your favorite character? That's actually a really hard one. 
Wow, that's that's like a very common question, but I never actually thought of it. Yeah, really? I guess I guess it would have to be uh, Kaladin. Interesting, but I don't know. He's not not mine. But he, who's your favorite character? Mine. See, for me, it was like definitely clear. My favorite character is Dalinar for sure. That's a good choice. Um, like there's, it was very, very obvious that I liked him the best. And then I would say Shalon, surprisingly. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I, I think I, I like the three main characters a lot. Yeah, me too. And I don't think um, anyone is honestly better than the others. I think, in ter- uh, so if I'm ranking those three as like a tie for number one, I don't know. Um, of the secondary characters, maybe Adolin. But actually, yeah. I really like what whatever they're doing with Renarn. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. It's oh, really yeah. confusing. Very mysterious. Yeah, he's like evil, sort of, but not yeah, really. Yeah, I thought he was going to I, like, I like the theory that the unmade who corrupts Spren uh-huh. corrupted a Voidbringer Spren, and that became Renarin's one that he bonded to. So it was a corrupted evil one, therefore it was good. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it's going to be, but because it is a void spren, right? It's like the little yeah, it's a void thing or something. Yeah, and there was that one unmade who was sort of on Shalon's side, right? And I think that was the corrupting one. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I... that's a good point. There's a lot of stuff I that could be going that. on. I won't and... dive any deeper on that. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of the like theories and stuff would require their own episodes. And I don't think this is the last one we're going to do on the Cosmere because that's a lot. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know anything else about the Cosmere. so <laughs> Got to get reading. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been serious series of utmost importance. This series. series. Episode one. <laughs> um, and I think we're going to be doing a different topic next time. Yes. Not a book series, but... Well, it's up in the air what it is. Yeah, maybe book. It would be it would be cool to do a different medium next time. Yeah, I think let's. Uh, I think one of the ones that I definitely want to get to, maybe not next episode, but at some point we're going to talk about The Witcher. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's a lot of different forms of. That's games. That's books. That's I guess a TV show also. Right. Have you read any of the books? Yeah, I read oh. a few of the books. Okay, there you go. I'll try to finish the others before we do the episode. All right. But thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.